As soon as the Pfizer vaccine for COVID-19 started to be administered to healthcare workers nationwide, industry stakeholders began making the case that HME providers should also be included in phase one. Stakeholders stressed the close contact that providers have with patients in home-based settings and highlighted the important role they play in treating COVID-19 patients specifically. In early January, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo added HME providers to the priority list for the vaccine. Here why provider John Quinlan and his staff at Quinlan's Pharmacy and Medical Equipment in Wayland, New York are all in. I'm Liz Bollier. And I'm Teresa Flaherty. And this is HME News in 10 from HME News. Stay with us. Hi, John, you still there? Yep. Cool. Well, welcome to HME News in 10. Thanks for being a guest. Well, thank you. I want to start off, um, John, can you give us a sense for what it's been like to be an HME provider during this pandemic? It's actually been pretty challenging with uh, with all the increased uh, need for oxygen um, with the when they started in March and now again in the second round. Uh, hospitals are at maximum capacity, which in New York means that uh, when they reach capacity, the hospitals, the elective surgeries, um, to meet the the uh, you know the capacity need for COVID, you know the hospitals have to shut down elective surgeries, which is a pretty financial burdensome on on some of these hospitals. We've had a really hard time. We've been working with all our referral sources um, with securing PPE in the uh, in March when this all started. It was hard to get masks and and gowns and certain things that we needed for our front line, whether it's through our pharmacy or our durable medical equipment. Hard to, you know, to get masks and gloves, and we've seen gloves go up by four or five times now because of the, it's just so hard to get gloves. So we've been working in conjunction with our hospitals and other providers to secure hospital beds and concentrators, which are both at a, a huge shortage right now. Have you seen your um, oxygen, the number of referrals you're getting for oxygen go up, John? Yeah, yeah, they've probably quadrupled. I mean, a couple of weeks ago we had 200 concentrators. Now we're out of those concentrators. We're having a hard time securing those. Um, I am on a couple of councils with a home care, and we we're sending that message to three or four of the major manufacturers. It's a, it's a dire emergency to get these concentrators, uh, you know, to them. I know in California and some other states are turning patients away. They just can't keep up with the the demand for concentrators to keep those. You know, not only COVID patients, but your short-term respiratory conditions like pneumonia and bronchitis. We're we're trying to get those patients out to free up to have capacity to treat those that need more care. Do you advocate for including HME providers in phase one of the vaccine rollout, John? Yes, we did. Actually, uh, we have. So we represent NEMAP uh, represents New York and New Jersey. New York was in one A along with home care workers, pharmacies. So most of our staff has been at least had the first dose of the uh, COVID vaccine. We actually, being a pharmacy, we're a pilot with New York State. We'll actually be administering that vaccine sometime early next week. But still, I know in New York, it's, there's still a shortage, and it's, it's somewhat disorganized as far as, you know, with the requirements for, you know, like the Pfizer vaccine has to be a certain temperature. So. It's just—it's been a work in progress. The, the, I guess the ball is ever moving because there's, you know, the priorities change when when it spikes with capacity in hospitals, and there are a lot of different factors that play into it. But uh, 
we're looking forward to helping slow the pandemic with this vaccine. Like you said, a lot of independent pharmacies in, in New York will be, you know, administering that vaccine. So, John, we reported recently how uh, Governor Cuomo had added DME providers to the first phase. So it sounds like you guys were already, as a pharmacy, you guys were already part of that first phase. Um, yeah, we were. Um, they did include DMEs into that. And uh, New Jersey, we just haven't had the luck in the communication with New Jersey from a NEMEP standpoint. We did ask both states for accommodations to slow the spread of COVID. Uh, New Jersey, the state of New Jersey, hasn't been as communicative as they're communicating with us. And for some of those cha- changes or to relax some of the uh, rules, I guess, per se. But uh, yeah, we're working hard to do that. I think New Jersey, we have, I mean, recently they are going to try to relax some of that so that we'll be included this next round for New Jersey, but New York's well, well on its way for vaccinations. What was the um, reaction to a vaccine being approved late in the year, last year, and then being included in, in phase one for yourselves, you know, for your staff? Well, I definitely think the vaccine is a, it's a pretty uh, amazing partnership between private and government to, to get this vaccine. Uh, normally, it's, uh, I don't know, three or four years to get through all the channels, and it was it was pretty impressive to see how in four or five months, we were able to get this out. Now, getting that out to the right parties and, and figuring out those priorities is another challenge, but I think you're seeing like our county health departments uh, working together with hospitals and other physician practices to get, get everybody vaccinated. But I think we're, we're well on our way. We're just trying to you know, constantly reevaluate what those priorities are is who, who gets uh, vaccinated. How did you secure access to the vaccine for your staff? Now, both uh, we have we have five locations in New York. So, um, the county health department reached out to us. We're also part of uh, a community pharmacist enhanced services network, so we're able to access and um, get uh, on that priority list. And basically, we were just reaching out to whoever, you know, whether it's the health department, our local physician practices, or who who else would you know kind of put us towards the top that we're delivering oxygen hospital beds and trying to keep people in their home to slow the spread. So we were, you know, constantly in in partnership with them. So that's kind of how we get the vaccines ahead of most. So it sounds like, John, you guys were putting feelers out too, and and some folks contacted you guys too. So it took, but it sort of took both ways (laughs) to make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of the squeaky wheel gets the oil. So we were pretty, uh, you know, trying just to reach out. We were helping both the hospitals and physician offices to, you know, as a partnership that's like you've never seen before. So we're all kind of working together to, to slow the spread. We actually are doing, not really as part of, I know this is mostly DME focused, but as our pharmacy, we're doing COVID rapid testing too and working in conjunction with labs in the area. Yeah, it's been pretty amazing to see the community phar- pharmacies really pivot and, you know, try to do all that they can um, to help with this. So then it's been interesting to see. Yep. As you said, you have staff that are in people's homes, they're delivering hospital beds, you know, oxygen concentrators. What is it, you know, meant for them and their morale, I guess, you know, to to have some of them get vaccinated and, you know, have that, you know, even initial protection, you know, with the first dose and then hopefully better, yeah. even better protection after the second dose. Like, I can't even imagine all the pressure of having to run a business like yours and sending your staff out into people's homes and doing that. I mean, most of our staff has been willing to get the vaccine. Obviously, you're always going to have some staff that are skeptical, so they have to go through different procedures, but most staff are pretty receptive to get that, get the vaccine, just gives them another sense of security. 
as we get through this and, you know, being a big part of that, that frontline healthcare worker that's, you know, trying to slow the spread along with other healthcare partners. So it's, it's reassuring personally for me and for my staff being a little bit more protected. John, 2020 was uh, pretty rough for everybody all around. Looking ahead to 2021 uh, as an H&E provider with the, um, the COVID vaccine ready and your staff vaccinated, how is, how is the upcoming year looking for you? I, I think that really we've been, like I said, we've been on the front line. We've worked with our insurers. We've worked with a home care. Obviously, our state associations have all come together in BGM to really uh, handle a lot of these challenges. I can see us coming out even stronger. There's a great alliance and a, and a greater value put on HME and what we actually do to keep patients at home. So I, I see us even being stronger going forward. Well put, John. I think that's a good good note to end on. Again, thanks for joining us today and, and for talking about all the great things you guys are doing out there. Yes. Thank you, Liz and Teresa. I appreciate you guys uh, reaching out. Stay safe. And that's HME News in 10.